Hey, everyone. Welcome to Lessons with Mike. I'm here today with my special guest, Mr. Jonathan. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Hold on. Kayla's <laughs> trying to feed me something. What is this? Oh, coffee Do you want me to smell this? Yes. Okay. It smells good. I'm sorry. This is just really good. I wanted to show you. I got excited. I'm glad you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Jonathan, thanks for being here. Today, we're going to be talking about Pope Celestine V. All right. I did like you asked and did exactly zero research. Good, because this story makes is so much better when you know nothing about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so, so picture this, right? It's the Middle Ages, the late 1200s, and the Pope at the time is dead. Nicholas the Fourth just just dies as the popes tend to do from time to time. On occasion, yeah. And all the cardinals get together, and they can't decide who they want to be their pope because there's different factions in the cardinals. There's twelve cardinals, and six of them were from Rome. There were four Italians. There were two French, and the split was between the Orsini family and the Colonna family. And they were deadlocked. Neither one of them had enough votes to outvote the other one. And uh-huh. this continued on for about about two about th- two two or three years. They couldn't come to a consensus on who would be the pope, and there was no pope. Okay, so now we're going to go back in time, like seventy eight years. This Are random dude years from then or from now? No, seventy eight years before this point. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So keep in mind, this is the year. 1294 they can't decide on a pope so we're going to go back to the early 1200s and this guy named pietro is born and he's just he was born to a poor family didn't have much going on he was born in 1215 in the province of moline and he became a monk at age 17 and became a priest and he really didn't like people he loved being alone and being separated from everything else. And he modeled his life after John the Baptist. He lived in the wilderness. He, he ate wild bugs and whatever he could find in the wilderness. He just hated being with people. So he wore a chain of iron in, around himself. And he, he fasted every day. He only ate on Sundays. And instead of doing one Lent per year, he did four Lents every year. And on three of them, he only did bread and water. He, he was very into the whole self-punishment thing. Unfortunately, though, he was not meant to be in solitude because about 600 people started following him and started a religious movement after him. <laughs> and he was like, guys, I just want to be alone. And they're like, yeah, us too. Uh. So these, these people kept following him. And he eventually got approval from the Pope at that time to start a new Benedictine order. And eventually this order would be called the Celestinians. And this was approved by Urban IV in 1264. And they were just, you know, a solitude group that lived alone, didn't do anything. So Pietro is like trying to get out of this for years. So he keeps going to various different random places, trying to hide. But the group keeps finding him. So he appoints someone else to be his representative. And that gets the group to calm down a bit and then he disappears even more into the wilderness and yeah he was just disappeared into the wilderness not much is going on okay now we're caught back up to 1292 when the pope is dead and they can't agree on what's going on all right so pietro says that 
he finds out when he comes into town, like once every few months to, you know, get food or whatever he does. Someone tells him, hey, there hasn't been a pope in a few years. So he has a prophecy that if they do not pick a pope, terrible things will happen and they will all go to hell. So at the next cardinal meeting, one of the old cardinals tells the rest of them, oh, hey, this old guy says that we're all going to die if we don't pick a pope. Why don't we just pick him? So they picked him to be the pope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, gotcha. So he was the the third party vote that that won. Yes, he's like the Gary Johnson. (laughs) And so he, he doesn't want to be pope. So he says no. So they send King Charles and a group of armed men to pretty much kidnap him and force him to be pope. So, and this is my favorite part of the story. So after they force him to be pope, they put him on the chair. He has no political connections at all, so he's not very good at it. So the only thing he does of importance, and he was only pope for a few months, and at this point he's about an 80-year-old man. He issues a decree that says the pope has the right to resign, and then he immediately resigns. (laughs) All right. I like it. I mean, the first thing that's sticking out to me is, like, this is the 1200s. In order to live to, like, 80, I assume, like, now the equivalent would be, like, someone trying to force, like, a 150-year-old to sit in Congress or something. Well, we pretty much already have 150-year-olds in Congress at this point. Probably, but they want to be there. Can you imagine having to force them to stay in? Uh, We just go to the nursing homes, kidnap all the elderly, be like, no, you must go to Congress. Uh, Much slimmer pickings back then for 80-year-olds, I imagine, though. I mean, that's not even the... Yikes. Yes, yeah, that, that so, reminds me of the, the movie The Life of Brian. Have you uh, seen I that? I have seen or, that, yes. Yeah, where they're just like, ah, oh, the chosen one, and then they keep chasing him around. <laughs> he doesn't want to be there. So or, after he resigned, he was like, all right, guys, I'm going back to solitude. And the guy that replaced him was like, no, no, you can't do that because some political faction could use you uh, against the, the current faction. So we're going to have to keep you locked in jail for the rest of your life. And he was like, oh, I don't like that. So he tried to escape, and he spent a few months on the run hiding from these people, and he was just about to escape on a boat to another country when he was captured and imprisoned for the rest of his life, very sadly. Oh, no. And he was allegedly mistreated. I couldn't find any information about, like, what his condition was in jail, but he didn't live for too much longer after that. He just lived a few months after that, and he died when he was 82 in jail. I... I was about to ask, like, what kind of conditions was he in? Like, that's that's so crazy. It's just like, leave me alone. They're like, no. But yeah, that's the story of uh, Pope Celestine V and how he just wanted to be left alone. Like, uh, what I was saying was, like, like what, what, what kind of impression was he giving off to people that they wanted him to run things so badly? Was he just that, like, intelligent or charismatic? Like, why no. did they want him as a leader so badly? Because he had no political connections and all of the there were like different factions in the Cardinals for these two separate families. And they're like, oh, if we pick this guy with no connections, then no one family will have any influence over the other. Uh, but they're probably like both, game, uh, you know, Game of Thrones style trying to, to yes. just add a player to their team. Like they were both doing stuff from the shadows in the few months that he was Pope, like he was basically just a figurehead for those few months because he didn't really do much. He was considered to be very ineffective. 
And the only reason he didn't resign like immediately is because he was afraid they would kill him. So he went through the process of like issuing a formal decree. And that's why it took a few months and like, you know, getting everything approved, talking to some other people. But yeah, that the only thing he really did that stuck was the issue that popes have the right to resign. Fast forward several hundred years later, and someone actually used that decree. Pope Benedict, the whatever he was, used that same decree in order to resign himself right before Pope Francis. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And they had mentioned on the on the news, like the history behind that. But it, it went you know, in one ear and out the other. And yeah. paid much attention. But no, I just love that. He tried so hard not to be Pope. <laughs> I know. Like, honestly, like this is this is a story from history that I could see being made into like some sort of movie where Mr. Bean is the lead actor. Like, I think he would do excellent in this role. The whole film is just, uh, and we'll have like a scary person like Samuel L. Jackson or uh, or Sylvester Stallone trying to chase Mr. Bean down the whole movie and force him to be president. <laughs> but the best thing is, is like, given the story, I could see how he could make it work without even talking. <laughs> just like everyone's reacting to stuff that he writes down. And that's like the most that he talks to people. And they're still like, you have to be. You know, you have to be president. And he, like, writes down, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, 80 years old. Like, that's probably really stressful. (laughs) Probably. Like, I'm surprised he even made it to imprisonment. I mean. Yeah, the man just wanted to be left alone. Like, I mean, I like people. I don't like being left alone, especially, like, in the wilderness. Like, in the 1200s, surviving alone in the wilderness up to your 80s? Like, what are you doing? Don't even know. Like, I was in Boy Scouts and stuff, but that's more like a weekend thing. I can't imagine being like, hmm, yes, bread and water. That'll do me. I'm pretty Like, Like, after the Cardinals decided they wanted him to be Pope, because no one knew where he was, it took them a few months to actually find him, because he kept, like, swapping. He lived in, like, various different caves, and he would, like, change caves every few weeks just to keep things fresh i guess uh, wow. man can you imagine having to go cave diving for the next pope <laughs> that would make one hell of a reality show all right put on your uh spelunking gear we're gonna go find a pope exactly you look for geodes you look for the pope you hold the flashlight like we that should... that'd make for We should uh, have a new Pope selection process. Make it like a reality TV show. Exactly. Where we have to force the next Pope into being the Pope. (laughs) And it's not even like Catholics or anything. It's just we randomly select like 10 random hillbillies. Yeah. Like the Catholic Church immediately sends out a a newsletter just like, you know, we are in no way affiliated with this. Please stop. (laughs) It still runs for like three seasons. (laughs) And the winner is uh, some guy, he has no teeth, and we tell him he's the Pope, and because, you know, he doesn't know what's going on, he believes us. He's like, I've been telling y'all for years. (laughs) (laughs) No one would believe me. Uh, But I guess that shows you should just mind your own business, because if he had just kept to himself, not wrote this angry letter, no one would have forced him to be the Pope. (laughs) I mean, if... 
all he did is like confirm that he should have never talked to anyone ever. Like it sounded like things really went downhill when he's like, you, uh, you know, it sounds like you guys should sort that out. <laughs> and that's whenever things really start going downhill for him. He was probably thinking, you know, I should have just made a vow of silence. Should have added that to the list. Yeah. But, so imagine Joe Biden and Donald Trump are having an argument in the streets. Like for some reason, they're just there yelling at each other. You walk up to them and you're like, hey, guys, you shouldn't do that. And then they make you the president. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's a huge it's a it's a huge opportunity. You, <laughs> you know, you know the thing. <laughs> Oh goodness! Yeah, that would be that would be pretty stressful. But uh, no, I, I I can't even imagine what that would like actually be one one of these days. I mean, I think there's like movies now where people like uh, go and find the person who inherited like a company and just like, well, you're a CEO now. You have to come back to society. You know, now that I think about it, isn't that the plot of Batman Begins? That's also the plot of Iron Fist. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> he comes back and he spends the first three episodes. He's like, "Guys, I'm Danny. I promise." Yeah, yeah uh, behind the scenes, like secret, Iron Fist is actually based off of one of the popes. Oh wow, that's where they got the inspiration from. It all makes sense now. Exactly. He could do some crazy holy damage. <laughs> we need like a Smash Bros. fighting game, but with just the popes. Uh, it'd be the most sacrilegious uh, game on the market. It'll be funny because most of the popes were always super old or fat or just not healthy. Huh. All I'm hearing is magic users. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for Pope Celestine's ultimate attack, it can be uh, just disappearing off the stage. <laughs> uh. Oh, man going on with you uh nothing much nothing much um let me see i got a new water bottle that's been fun (laughs) highlight of your life is getting a new bottle exactly exactly that's how important hydration is to me it is you know now that i think about it if cardinals had stayed hydrated they probably would have had an easier time picking a pope probably probably all that smoke probably dried them out the sky was black for several weeks from all the smoke my goodness, that sounds so ominous. No wonder people were saying stuff like, oh, no, we're all going to go to hell. Because they just, it, they couldn't, it was always deadlocked. You needed like a 50%, or I think it was a two-thirds majority. And because mm. it was so political back then, no one could ever hope to get that. It's like it's like the American government right now, where you need like 60 votes to do anything, and that's just not possible. <laughs> Without twisting some arms. Yeah, uh, you you might be able to get fifty, but sixty? No, that's not happening. <laughs> nope, not anymore. Mm. We're doomed. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> we need uh, we need Celestine to come back and rescue us. True, but I'm sure that's what they thought too. Whenever the sky was black for weeks, like it was uh, an episode of Castlevania, they're like, "No, it's the apocalypse." <laughs> And then, but then we turned out fine, you know. Who? I mean, everything turned out fine. Just maybe not for that pope in particular, but everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our ancestors obviously survived because we're here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. This is in the Vatican. This twelve hundreds. Eh, 
And I don't think any of my folks were in the area at the time. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, probably weren't either. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, one day, if I'm still alive when I'm 80, I'm going to write the, the Vatican a letter, and we'll see if they make me the Pope. <laughs> Come on, write in ballots. Let's go. <laughs> but no, this was fun. I told my Pope story. you have any questions? Uh... Uh, no, that's 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 fascinating though. I want to I want to start looking more into like the uh, the Pope uh, history, like learning more about because it sounds like there's some juicy like politics in there. Oh yeah, for a while it was just like it's not like this today, but it was more of a political system because the Pope was in charge of all the papal states and had authority over all the kings. That's why uh, King Henry left the catholic church that was a really big deal when that happened because uh, he wanted a divorce and the pope was like no and then he was like okay fine i'll start my own church bye it'll be (laughs) exactly the same as yours only i can get a divorce (laughs) oh that's crazy yeah no i definitely have to look more into that because um yeah yeah catholic culture isn't something i've grown up in but it sounds like there's some really interesting like historical you know complications and intricacies there there was one pope who didn't like his predecessor so much he dug up his corpse and put the corpse on trial (laughs) i'm just trying to imagine like like how many people in the room were cool with that they were like well he's the pope we can't really say no like if 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 i ever see a president of the united states trying to argue with a not real zombie then that's probably I, I'm buying plane tickets immediately. <laughs> His argument was, "Oh, if he comes alive and defends himself, that means he was holy. But if not, it means he must be thrown into the river or whatever." I don't. What? <laughs> so obviously he didn't defend himself. So his uh, remains were thrown into the river. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy pope stories. That is wild. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you uh, you shared that one with me, and I look forward to uh, to exploring some other ones later. And thank you for being here. Uh, for having me, I had a good time. All right. See ya. Bye. All right, see ya. Bye.